0: Sarah and Renee and we have a special guest on our couch today and with us we have Andy Spring who just so happens to be the superintendent of Australia City Schools. So welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm
0: glad to have you today. We're
2: excited for you to be with us on the couch.
1: <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you seemed a little apprehensive when you walked in, not as nervous as the mayor which we kind of talked Perfect. about but this should be
1: Fairly. It's
0: painless. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. It's as fun
1: as you make it. Yes. So (laughs) let's (laughs) start
2: off with a softball kind of question. Tell us about yourself and your history with the district.
1: Uh, Yeah, this is the start of year 22 in the district. I was a junior, senior high school teacher uh, for six years. Taught social studies, all aspects of that. Uh, Did three years as middle school assistant principal. Um, and then three years as principal of our intermediate building, which would have been 3-6 at the time, with that last half year um, starting as superintendent in 2013. So uh, it'll be 10 years in January as superintendent. So, wow. Yeah.
2: That time has gone quickly. It has yes. gone very quickly. Yes.
1: And the brown in my hair has gone quickly, too. So.
0: <laughs> It's made you distinguished. Right. So, yeah. So <laughs> prior to coming to Fostoria, were you in another district where you no, from this, originally? Yeah.
1: I'm from Kenton, Ohio. Uh, grew up there. Um, went to the University of Finley. Uh, graduated there in 2000. And I came here, I worked at a Best Buy Distribution Center for a year. Mm-hmm. And because um, I needed something a little bit more consistent in pay and not, didn't want to just rely on subbing. Um, and I've been here my entire career. Okay. okay.
0: So, nice. I did not
2: realize that. Yep. So. so you've been superintendent for 10 years, which I'm sure is a very rewarding job. Um, of the different roles that you've had,
1: Ooh.
2: which has been, I'm not going to ask you which has been your favorite, mm-hmm. but which has been the most impactful for you?
1: That's, they've all had um, different levels of impact. Um, you know, obviously, when you're, when you're working with kids each and every day, that's why you became an educator, is to make a difference with kids. So the time in the classroom um, was some of my favorite experiences. Uh, you know, and I would travel with groups of kids. With uh, Carol LaForge, we would travel over spring breaks and things like that, and just a great way to get to know kids outside of class. Um, my time as middle school assistant principal, um... That's just such an interesting age group. That <laughs> That's
2: a nice
0: way to put it. Is it is a nice way to put it. You <laughs> can mean, say they're, they can be very dramatic. Uh, they're, it, it's just, they're,
1: they're experiencing changes. And mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, you're right there with yeah. them. And you, uh, you know, it's just, it, it was just a great, it was a great opportunity there. And then I'd never really worked with younger kids. So that was kind of interesting to do the intermediate building. Um, and then just over the last 10 years, I think um, it's, just, it's a whirlwind every day. You don't know um, who's going to show up on your door, who's going to be on the other end of a phone, um, what, what situation. You just don't know. And it's kind, of, it's kind of the risk-reward piece of things because you can't always plan. Um, and sometimes your best-laid plan gets blown up within the first 15 minutes. Um, but it's also kind of the excitement because you can't ever say that you're bored. So mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. there's I, it's I don't know that I could say most impactful. I think it's just been a journey. Mm-hmm. And
2: what's your favorite thing about your job and your least favorite thing about your job?
1: Oh, that's my my favorite thing about my job is graduation day. There's nothing better than um, you know I see kids in good situations. I see kids in That have struggled, I see kids that have made poor choices, but I see them all on graduation day, and um, you know the the junior senior high school came to us a few years ago and talked about them getting to pick uh, their um, the kids get to pick who gives them their diploma, Mm -hmm. and I think that would probably be that could be probably the most impactful thing honestly because when you get to see just. That connection that the kids have with that staff member that they have chosen, uh, the hugs, the tears, the you know the words that you get to hear that you don't you know that aren't necessarily picked up on a hot mic and things like that. Um, it's it's awesome. So I think that's that's probably the thing that I love the most. And you can see that these kids have overcome challenges. Um, kids are growing up in a world that is way different. Than what I would have experienced, Mm -hmm. what you all would have experienced, um, just different variables: the impact of social media, the impact of just other societal issues. um, Unfortunately, you know, drugs, um, Mm -hmm. mental health, abuse, whatever. Uh, But you you see the kids that have overcome those things, or you know, aren't dealing and are being extremely successful. So that's definitely the um, the the highlight. I think the uh, the downside of it is, I'll just be honest, the downside's even pretty easy, too, and I think that's just um, social media mm-hmm. and the impact that it has had. Because um, there's so many times that the district is put out there on a social media platform, and we're not going to engage in that.
2: Mm-hmm. You can You can't.
1: It's, you know, no good is going to come out of it, um, but people take that as the end-all, be-all. And Mm -hmm. I think we have to... um, That can be very defeating. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, unfortunately, as we see in so many things in society, people make things personal. And it's, you know, you have to get beyond that. And um, so I would say that's that's probably the the most defeating part Mm -hmm. of the work.
0: And there's a lot of situations that the school is helping to deal with that you can't come out and discuss and share right. details with. And I think sometimes people miss that right. when maybe the district doesn't come out and can't really share what a situation is. It's because you can't, because of privacy right, and the, right, the right, sensitive right. nature of what you're dealing with. Yeah.
1: And oftentimes we have to have conversations with families and we're like, look, if it was your child that was on this end, yeah. you wouldn't want us to air mm-hmm. all this out publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh, I think it's misconstrued. People think that, uh, you know, we can just remove kids permanently. Mm -hmm. There's very few things that we can do that for. So eventually they come back. You know, we have to look at, there's just so many variables we have to look at. You know, we have to look at what's going to put them in the best situation to be successful. Because if we, you know, say we have a situation where we have to remove somebody for an extended period of time. If they don't have an opportunity for success when they come back likelihood of repeating is is going to skyrocket um you know and you know i think we have to fight that fight for Mm -hmm. the kids um kids are supposed to make mistakes they learn from them hopefully um but we have to we have to be there this is the time they're learning they're growing um you know we talk as a staff you know, forty-five years old. I don't have everything figured out at forty-five years old. So how do we expect a twelve or a thirteen or even a seven or eight-year-old mm-hmm. to have everything figured out? But they're sure seeing a lot of stuff in society, and music, and TV shows, movies, their own homes. Mm-hmm. You know, communities, whatever. You see a ton, and it's just changed. So we have to be responsive to that, and and try to embrace our kids and. help them through.
0: So I guess what are, and I'm not going to limit you to one, but what are three to five things that you wish the community knew about the district that you don't think the general public knows or understands?
1: I think uh, number one has to be just how much our staff cares about our kids. You, You know, I, you know, while, you know, people might not always agree on a, on a path or a process or something like that, which is natural, you cannot, ever second guess how much we care about kids and what we want to see out of our kids. So I would say that's number one. Number two, I think we're uh, far better than the experts think, um, you know, and we'll tie that to whether it's uh, legislature, whether it's local report card, whether it's the, you know, the power of the thumbs on social media. Um, we, we run a marathon with our kids for 13 um thirteen years k twelve um and some of them are you know from three years old they're in our preschool all mm-hmm. the way through it is a marathon there's gonna be ups, there's gonna be downs um and there's challenges they're kids they're humans we you know um so I think that's you know we're far better than that no no one day or two days on a test
2: mm-hmm.
1: is a true i mean it's a it's a piece of it, and we're not gonna shy away from that. we don't shy away from that. But it's a piece of what the the experience is. Um, so that'd be number two. Hmm. I think number three, we care about what they 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 feel too. You know, as the community, and I think we want to put out there the best opportunity. I think we're always looking for new ways, new partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our partnerships here with the Learning Center, uh, with Terra State, um, with Vanguard Sentinel, um, United Way. You know, the service clubs, Rotary Kiwanis, I mean, we're always willing. I think what we've done with the Y over the last few years, we're, I think we're much more ingrained in our community than what people, I think people look at us, oh, you're out there on the edge of town. You don't really know what's going on. In No, we're we're connected to mm-hmm. these groups. So I think I think that is um, probably another positive that we, we need to get out more. And I think that's, you know, I think Courtney, our new HRPR director is, is working and doing an excellent job in the, in a few short months of of working to, to do that and um, so I would say those are probably some of the key things
0: because mm-hmm. the service clubs Rotary and Kiwanis specifically meet at, at the school, school building yeah. um, United the part- Way yeah, does there yeah they meet there um, and then the YMCA is helping with after school programming you have a partnership there correct?
1: yeah they do their before and after care um, their own programming they do it there which is actually been very helpful for them for space issues but it's been helpful for us for transportation issues with driver shortages and things like that Um, it helps when kids are enrolled in those programs because they're just at the building and then they go Mm -hmm. Um, and they do a a teen drop-in center which is great Uh, opportunities for kids to have someplace to Mm -hmm. to go whether it's work on homework whether it's just to hang out for a little bit that's That's a great opportunity there as well. So, um, yeah, I think our partnership with the Y has has really um, blossomed. I mean, we use the Y for our swim team, um, those types of things. So it's just those. you know, Mm -hmm. um, that's just been a, Tim's been great to work with over there. And I'm looking forward to continuing that uh, as they transition. um. Mm -hmm.
0: And then, I mean, this is a great tee-up having Renee and you on the couch to talk about the new partnership uh, with the Learning Center. Some exciting things happening there.
1: Yes, yeah, so excited for this. Um, it,
0: is, it is going to be I very know, exciting. We're excited in, mm-hmm. in the Learning Center when we're here. But, yeah, why don't you guys you want to kind of give a high level of what that partnership looks like?
1: Yeah, we were blessed um, in the district to get a, um, a, a rather sizable donation uh, from Dr. Padandalin, um and his family. Um, in honor of their son, and um, we've put that into our special needs programming, and we're going to be able to offer like a life skills laboratory kind of, I mean, I call it a lab, yeah but really just a a life skills experience um, for some of our special needs students where they can, you know, work on, they can come over to learning center, they can work on home skills, they can work on, you know, assembly skills, uh, they can travel out to, you know, over to Kroger and uh, do some grocery shopping and those types of things and just, you know, really work on developing their life skills. And I think, you know, it's kind of one of those things um, that it's kind of interesting to watch it come full circle because, you know, a few years ago we had our fire and we got displaced and um, the, Ashley Reinhardt, the teacher that's involved with this, um, you know, she was based out of uh, St. Wendelin School at that point um, for when we got relocated and she had like kitchens and things like that. And, you know, in the new building, she's got a little bit of that, but not to the extent that we're going to be able to do with really repurposing some space over here at the Learning Center. And, um, you know, she really wanted to be able to do these things. And it's kind of nice to be able to come full circle. And what a great way to help prepare that group of students um, to to graduate, go out, be productive, um, be prepared for, for employment, be prepared for uh, life on their own and those types of things. So I'm super excited about that. And then they're here the same time that our CCP mm-hmm. students are coming over, mm-hmm. for our Terra partnership. Um, and I think that's, you know, if, I would say that's something that I'm really proud of is that we, we bought into the uh, concept of this is a, you know, it's the Fostoria Learning Center and everybody needs to play a role in it. And, and
2: I would take that one step further because, I think people don't understand the levels of partnerships Mm -hmm. that we have. And I'm just going to speak here at the Learning Center with the district. I mean, you know, we are now going to be launching a full-fledged Make It Day with every fifth grader at Foster Mm -hmm. City Schools that will come in here and have hands-on activities with eight local companies. The educator boot camp that we had in August, we were the only municipality in the state of Ohio that did their own boot camp and we did it with Foster Area City Schools mm-hmm. and your teachers. And the meetings and the things that have come from right. just that boot camp have been phenomenal. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I think there are still people in the community that view the district as an island unto itself because, well, your education. Mm-hmm. But these kids, whether they're in preschool, whether they're juniors or seniors, they are our future Mm -hmm. and we have to be engaging with them on all different levels because let's face it they're going to be the ones working when we're in retirement homes and we're going to be looking to them to take care of us and you know support us in various ways so they need our support now and i think what we're doing as a community as a district as various organizations people should be proud i agree i agree now I'm going to flip this back around to you, Andy. <laughs> All
1: um, right. Back to you. <laughs> yeah.
2: So you've been superintendent for 10 years. What is something that has been accomplished in that 10 years that you are the most proud of? You can give us one or two things.
1: I want to leave the easy one off the list.
2: Oh, take the layup. Take it. Because you can give more than one.
1: <laughs> All right. The easy one is our facilities. I Which think, is beautiful. I think, um, you know, being able to provide modern facilities, Mm -hmm. um, for our students where, and our staff and our community, um, has been an amazing experience. Um, and, and, you know, we still continue to do improvements and things like that. Um, you know, so that's, that's the easy one. That's the, the visual one. I think, um, over 10 years, you know, when, when I first took over, we didn't have a, a process in the district for updating our materials and, and uh, curriculum and stuff for our classrooms. And, and we have a cycle. We're well into our second round of that cycle now where we, um, like we just implemented a new math curriculum this year. So, you know, every five years we're cycling through keeping our materials current. I think that's huge. Um, we embraced technology before COVID, um, And it started a one-to-one initiative. We were five twelve before COVID. Um, We're now, you know, you could really say that there's access, if not an individual device, for every student in our district, um, technology-wise. And I think that's, you know, knocking down barriers. Um, You know, we have, we worked with T-Mobile on a hotspot grant during COVID. So we had, we, connectivity should not be an issue. Um, you know, so providing that those opportunities, um, I think we've you know we've seen an uptick in our enrollment again at our career tech center. So that's a that's mm-hmm. a positive. Um, you know, you don't you know, and that's kind of one of those interesting things in education. When I started here twenty two years ago, we still had some of the tech prep and those type courses in our in our building. Mm-hmm. Then it was push everything to Vanguard. In Sentinel or your other career techs around the state and we were to focus on college prep I- inside our building so we do all that and now that pendulum's swinging back in the mm-hmm. other direction mm-hmm. so being able to have those partnerships is a great thing um you know our partnership with terror for our CCP you know one of the barriers that we had to tear down was the belief that our kids um couldn't go to college. CCP is a great way mm-hmm. for our students to get that exposure. Is college for them? Are they making some, earning some college credits before before they go out and graduate where, you know, the district's picking up that cost for them? And uh, that opens up doors, mm-hmm. opens up doors for kids. And um, so I, those would be some of the highlights, I would say.
2: Great. So, I don't know if you've listened to any of our episodes <laughs> in the past, but uh, I'm going to say based to on the right? look yeah. on your face, He's like, oh, this geez. is going to be good. Oh, um, <laughs> so, I always like to end with some rapid fire questions. Okay. So, I have five questions for you. Okay. I'm going to ask them and you just give me your first response. All first right. First thing that comes to mind. All right. No pausing. <laughs> All right. Your favorite subject in school?
1: studies. Favorite food? Um, chicken wings.
2: Favorite sport? Uh, baseball? Favorite color? Uh,
1: orange. Favorite, yeah. thing
2: Fostoria. Favorite thing about Faustoria?
1: Favorite thing about Faustoria is simple that uh, this is a community that cares about each other and comes together whenever whenever there's a need.
2: I love that response. That's good. Well, Andy, uh, we can't thank you enough for being with us on the couch today (laughs) um i know you probably don't hear it very often but i say it on behalf of sarah and myself and hopefully all of our listeners thank you for what you do we do appreciate it it is very much appreciated thank you for partnerships
1: and support it
2: does not go unnoticed um so with that we will close this episode of shut up and listen small town
0: stories with sarah and Renee.